What's going on, babe? Welcome to Evolved. My name is Coach Christine, woman's online health and fitness coach, personal development junkie, and just an overall badass babe. My mission is to help women just like you who struggle with overwhelm in their health and fitness, want to get rid of the muffin top, ditch the binge eating, and get back under 200 pounds for good. On this podcast, I'll be dropping weekly episodes discussing a variety of topics, including mindset, self-worth, healing, relationships, health and fitness, to help you fit back into those genes you've held on to for years. Wherever you are on your journey, babe, come as you are. The Badass Babe Squad is here to support. Now let's get into it. Tonight we're talking about the mindset to slay the holiday season, really just like mindset in general for success. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about me. There's some familiar faces in here. Some people we just talked to and introduced. Some of you are in the Badass Babe Squad. Some of you are in the free challenge that we're doing. And some of you are going to be watching this on the replay. So <laughs> brutal. A little bit about me. My name is Xtine, Christine. I'm 36, single mom. I struggled with binge eating for a long time. I mean, still do, I guess, a little bit here and there. But it was all mostly like emotional eating and mindset where I struggled. I also struggled with like self-worth and people-pleasing. And I would go along with like what I thought I was supposed to do in life and it led me to being like 50 pounds overweight well 100 at some points and just unhappy and unfulfilled in life with like a real bad relationship with food and with myself and I know a lot of you guys are here either in the challenge because you're struggling or like in the badass babe squad because you were struggling at some point or continue to (laughs) be struggling with like motivation struggling with discipline, struggling with putting yourself first, struggling to set boundaries that you need to in your life, struggling with emotional eating, struggling with even like what to eat because there's so many fad diets out there and conflicting information. I think women in general were told that we need to like eat less and like be small, (laughs) like physically and like energetically. And like things like less is more, don't eat carbs, like don't, sometimes fat's the bad guy, sometimes protein's going to make you bulky, all these different things that we're told there's so much conflicting information out there and like different fad diets and like meal replacements. And I know some of you guys in here that I know personally have like tried different, different things that (laughs) didn't work. And like, for me, I've tried it all, like Shakes, wraps, ideal protein, Weight Watchers, Beach Body, Keto, Noom, fucking cabbage soup diet, you name it, like I've done it. I a lot of it came from I think my upbringing too. I watched my mom struggle with her weight her whole life, well, well my whole life, anyways, and watched her do different things. Like when when I did Weight Watchers, it was after I had my twins, and it was with my mom. So we went to Weight Watchers together. (laughs) And I know Deanne over there was a Weight Watchers girl too. Brenda (laughs) putting her hand up. Yeah. Kylie did Weight Watchers. Yeah. I did it with my mom too. (laughs) Oh, really? Mm -hmm. What a small world. Mm -hmm. It looks like Krista also did Weight Watchers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kristen did Weight Watchers. So not to like harp on any one thing, but I feel like Weight Watchers really sets you up for a, a failure because it's so based on like just a scale weight. And honestly, one of the struggles for me with Weight Watchers, now that we're talking about it, was my like I'm five foot six, not quite. So my my goal weight with Weight Watchers, like I'm pretty sure they just base it off of like your gender and your height and your age a little bit too. But my goal weight was like I think 150 or 145 somewhere in there for my height probably about probably 153 christine i worked yeah. for them for 20 yeah, years like 150 rings a bell for me yeah. because i yeah. was like i remember i was a few months postpartum and i was probably about 250 pounds at that point 
And they told me my goal weight was 150. And I was like, I weighed 160 in high school. <laughs> like, and now I've had kids, like, how am I going to get to 150? And so like, first of all, that mentality of like the scale and needing to get to like a certain weight, but also like my BMI at like my weight right now is like obese or like high end of overweight, <laughs> depending depending what I weigh in that day. So, but like, I'm probably the healthiest I've been in my life, despite my cold that I have right now. But goal weight was 105, Kristen says. Yeah, crazy. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. That's the mindset thing with the scale that we could like get into a whole a wormhole. <laughs> I can see Deanne just like smiling over there. About I just have so much to say. The thing that rang true to me after all this time was the other day when you said skinny fat. Mm. And that's what you aim for, right? Like, yeah, when I weighed 150, I didn't look as good as I did six months ago when I weighed 165 from being part of the elite group. Mm -hmm. Because it's just, yeah, it's just a whole different thing. There's no toning, there's no nothing, you know, it's all based on food. So yeah, okay, like you said, whole different story. Yeah, it's so true. As women, as we age, if we don't keep our muscle mass, like we're so susceptible to like osteoporosis and all sorts of stuff. And if we don't like, I'm going to go off on a tangent just on Weight Watchers right now. If we don't increase our protein too to support that and to support the, the muscle on our body, like if your goal is just to get as low as you can on the scale, it's you're not going to end up like skinny fat, like not like a mm -hmm. healthy weight. So anywho, essentially, I've done it all. I've tried all. In Brenda and I's defense, and I only I don't know the age of other people on here, but I think Brenda and I are close to the same age. In our defense, 30 years ago, that was about all we had. Mm. There wasn't such thing as a trainer, like you guys, ladies, like that's, you know, so, so that's why we tried it. I'm just defending why we did it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you don't know. I, I did it too. I don't, I don't need a, we don't need a rebuttal here. I, and like, and I, I mean, get it. Didn't it. Teach you, it didn't teach you the basics. Like you ladies have taught me in, in one year more than mm. I learned in 20 years with Weight Watchers, because like I said, I had no idea until a year ago that vegetables had that many carbs, because that's all we were supposed to eat was vegetables mm -hmm. and fruit, because it was free, mm -hmm. free. you know, yeah. unlimited. So, okay. Anyway, this is your Zoom, not mine. That's all right. Brenda, you unmuted. Did you have something oh. you wanted to add? I was going to say the other thing was the cabbage soup diet. I remember my mom doing that one and me doing it too. And you just got so sick of it. Mm. You lost weight temporarily <laughs> yeah and you like shit through a screen door too <laughs> <laughs> yep i got that one from my mom too yeah what about the did you guys ever do the maple syrup and honey one no, with lemonade like hot water yeah <laughs> it was like a lemonade and or like a lemon and cayenne pepper one too yeah i think that's uh, that, like honey and something i think anyways it's tea yeah i digress that can be like the conflicting information just on like nutrition can be a huge thing too. And like Deanne said, like there's like, you're just looking for something and there's, I'm not, you know, saying it's a, a bad thing to try Weight Watchers or something like that, but it's just like to, to look for something that's sustainable long-term, that's going to keep you like physically healthy and like vital and full of energy. Cause I can imagine when I was eating Weight Watchers, even when I was eating like keto, I lost a bunch of weight because essentially like with keto, what you do is cut out all of your carbs. And so just cutting on carbs is going to cut out a huge chunk of calories in your food. So you're going to be in a calorie deficit, but like your body gets energy from carbs. And so like, don't have that same energy. Like I felt like skinny fat, like I lost a bunch of weight and I was probably the lowest I'd ever weighed since high school, but I also felt like I couldn't fight my way out of a wet paper bag. So anyways. Kylie's going to do a nutrition <laughs> talk tomorrow. So I'll save that for then. Try to save my voice for the rest of this. All right. So when I stopped like looking outside of myself for the answers, when I stopped like looking for like the next best thing, like the next thing that was going to get me to my goal weight or get me to like my goal physique. And when I took the responsibility for like everything in my life. And when I realized that 
like I was the problem, but like the beauty in that was I was also the solution. And that's when everything changed for me because I had tried for, for years to like, well, back then it was like to get to a, a goal weight and it was never like just to try to actually love myself, you know, as I was. And that was the switch for me. And I got tattooed on my hands as above, so below. This one says as above. This one says so below. And to me, that means like your body is never going to outperform your mindset. So if you like don't have that self-love within, it's really hard to try to get your your body to make changes really hard to sustain a change long term. And until you learn like self-love and get your mindset in order, you're never going to make a term long, a long-term change in your body. And you'll keep hopping around, like looking for the next like quick fix. And until you learn that there is no quick fix, like we often have this like, oh, I just need to lose weight before this wedding or this event or like before Christmas or my high school reunion or whatever it is. Like we have this event that we are in this rush that all of a sudden we need to lose like 20 pounds now. And like this, your life is a marathon. It's not a sprint and you're not going to get results by tomorrow. And then we like so greatly overestimate what we can do in a really short span of time. Like the wedding's like in a month. Oh my gosh, like <laughs> let me quick lose 20 pounds. But then we underestimate what we can accomplish over a longer span of time, like over a year or two years. And the fastest way to like get the results is to slow down and realize that you need to enjoy the journey and you need to, to make the time, not find it because it's not hiding anywhere. Like it's right there in front of you. That's one of the biggest things is like learning that self-love, learning to enjoy the journey. Otherwise it's like, you're going for a nature walk in the woods and you like want to go and see the sights, but then you start sprinting. (laughs) right and it's like you don't see anything you're just like rushing to the next destination like something's chasing you so slowing down and learning to enjoy the journey is going to help you long term to maintain changes because it's like a day-by-day thing some of the biggest struggles that I've seen and some of the things that throw us off track of that are things like worry and overwhelm like there's too much to do and you don't know where to focus uncertainty like you're you try something for like five days, like maybe your, I don't know, your friend is doing keto. So you try keto, but then no, it doesn't really get super sick and you don't like it. And you're like, well, this sucks. So then uh, your friend is going to like spin class. So you start going to spin class, but then it's not that either. And like, you keep looking for the next thing. Stress, like hello pantry at 11 PM to make me feel better. Relationships, like in just in general relationships, I don't mean just like romantic relationships like relationships between like your coworkers, your boss your your in-laws your mother your like your children whoever it is relationships are fucking stressful and if we can't if we don't have a way to mitigate that stress or to like shift our perspective we end up like pantry surfing I mean I did anyways so some things that we can do I've got three things that we can do number one zoom out so this is like three things that we can do to help with our our mindset. Zoom out. We get hyper-focused on one certain thing and then we can't see anything else. And like, that's all that we are looking at. That's all that we want. For a lot of us, that happens to be the scale. For some of us, you know, we get obsessive about other things, but this is the way I look at it when I say zoom out. Let's say that you are in a mosh pit. Anyone been to like a rave before? Mosh pit? I don't know. A dance floor, you know, the old, you're right, you're bumping up, you're right in front of people, there's people all around you, and you can't really see anything other than like heads. I don't know, maybe you've been to like Craven or like Big Valley Jamboree (laughs) in a group of people when you're in a crowd, essentially. So you can't see anything. All you can see is like all the, the people, the backs of heads and like sweaty bodies all over. And it's like stinky. If you zoom out, What I mean is like, if you were to go up to the balcony, so you get out of the mosh pit and you go up to the balcony, you're going to be able to see a lot more, right? Like you're going to have a bigger perspective. You're going to have a bigger field of view. And when I say zoom out for us, I mean like, let's look at the big picture here. Because when you're hyper-focused on something, 
it's like you're in a mosh pit and everything's like right in front of you and there's a lack of clarity you can't really see big picture you can't see you know where you want to go you can't see any of that so zooming out and like asking yourself the questions like where am I headed like what's what is my goal and my why because for a lot of us we'll have a goal but if we don't really know why we want the goal Sometimes it's not compelling enough to keep us consistent or to keep us doing the things that we said we were going to do when we were feeling a certain way, you know, like when you get super excited at the start of like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like the start of this challenge, we'll say, for example, you get all hyped up and it's day one and you're raw, raw, ready to go. And then you don't really know why you want to do it. You're just like, you want to lose five pounds. But like, what does that even mean to you? Like, what's going to happen when you lose that five pounds? How's your life going to be different? Like, what is the actual why? What do you want the outcome to be? Next question, like, what am I going to need to get there? Who do I have to become to get there? Because we need to, we need to change our identity and our beliefs if we want to make it a lasting change. Otherwise, we keep, if we don't change, like, at the core level, if we don't change at our identity and our beliefs, we're going to keep resorting back to that same thing. So if you identify as like someone who is bad with money, for an example, you're always going to be bad with money because like that's your, that's one of your core beliefs. That's your core identity about yourself and your language that comes out too. Like if you always tell yourself like, oh, I suck at this or whatever it is, that's what you identify as. And that's what you believe about yourself. And that's the story that's always going to be true for you. So who am I going to have to become to get to the goal? And then what can I do to today to ensure that I will get there? Like what is one to two action steps that I can do today that's going to help me get to the big goal? Like breaking it down into micro things because maybe your goal is something big. Like for some of us here, we want to lose like 100 pounds. Breaking that down, like what are the steps to get there? Because when you look at that, that looks like a huge like a huge feat to take on. But if you break it down into like, five pound increments, 10 pound increments, something like that, it's going to seem a lot more achievable for you. But then even breaking that down even further into smaller goals, like what do you need to do each day to ensure that you are losing five to 10 pounds a month or like one to two pounds a week? Like maybe you need to focus on walking, like go for a 10 minute walk after each meal to get some sneaky cardio and to get some sneaky steps in. Maybe you need to just like eat out one less time a week or something like that. And maybe you need to drink, you know, one more cup of water today. And then tomorrow you can add on from there. Like it doesn't have to be these big, huge goals that seem super unattainable. Just break it down into little steps and get consistent with that and habit stack. And each day like progress a little bit more. And then over the course of a year, like I said, we underestimate what we can do. But if we just add in little steps day after day after day, after a year, you're going to be like a two millimeter shift over a long enough time is still like a huge change in trajectory. So when you operate from those spaces of like, where am I headed? What am I going to need to get there? Who do I have to be to get there? And what can I do today to ensure that I will get there? When you operate from those spaces, then there is no space for like overwhelm and uncertainty or like lack of clarity and vision. It's all right there for you. So number one, zoom out. Number two, this thought, thoughts become things or like your thoughts are showing is another way that I put it, meaning you are what you repeatedly think. And I want to, I want to tell you guys a little story. If you don't know me. I'm very like, I like to use metaphors. I like to storytell and keep things entertaining while I, while I coach or while I teach. So the thought of like your thoughts are showing, meaning our thoughts are all that we can control in our life. And some of it we can even control because it's our subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is like a storage facility of everything that's ever happened to you in your life has like some sort of, they remember like an embarrassing moment from like elementary school. Me for an example, I remember one time in grade six, my teacher took the globe and he was like flying the globe around the room and he accidentally like bonked it into my head. It didn't hurt, but I cried because everybody looked at me and I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me and like had like low self-esteem and everyone was looking at me. And so I cried 
right? And it's like the same thing, like you won't get up in class to go throw out your, I don't know, apple core, banana peel, because everyone might look at you when you stand up, right? So we all have, whether you like actively remember it or not, like your subconscious mind remembers that. And that's why stuff like that comes up for us when we, <clears throat> when we don't even really realize that it is like you have this, maybe like a fear in your body or something come up that just feels uneasy and you don't really know why, but like, that's your subconscious mind. That's like trying to be, keep you safe and be like, oh no, don't do that. Like the last time we did that, this happened. So we don't want to do that. So don't do it. And the way that I, the way that I like to explain the subconscious mind is that if you can imagine like a horse and a rider, the horse is your subconscious mind. And then the rider is your conscious mind. And a horse is going to do whatever a horse wants to do when it has no rider on it. It's wild. It's galloping. It's frolicking in the pasture. It's doing horse shit, you know? And then you have the, the rider come along and the rider wants to tell the horse what to do, but the horse like doesn't, the horse bucks the rider off and it's like fighting. It, it doesn't want to do it. And until the rider, you know, puts in the reps training the horse on what to do when he's on it, the horse is just going to continue to do what it wants to do. But once the rider can put in the reps, train the horse, then it can get the horse to do what it wants. Same thing with your, like your subconscious mind and your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is serving you thoughts all day long. Like that, the bitch in the brain or the fat devil is another one that I call it. I've named mine Bertha. If you haven't named yours, you should name it because it makes it more fun. <laughs> but it's going to serve you thoughts all day long. And it's the job of your conscious mind to like, what is the story here and what is the truth? Like what is actually serving me in these thoughts and what is like holding me back and what isn't necessarily true for me right now. So we need to put in the reps in order to do that. And that's even meditating is a good way to practice that. And some of you might be like, oh, like <laughs> roll your eyes at me so hard. Let me tell you this, in implementing change in your life, it's the things that you have been resistant to doing that you need to do. Because if you always do the easy thing and you always keep doing the same like shit that isn't working for you and then expecting a different result, like that is flat out the definition of insanity. So meditating, you might think, sit there and think like, I'm doing this wrong. All it is is about like bringing your thought back to like focusing on your breathing. And that is like putting in the reps in controlling your mind to like focus on what you want it to focus on. That's really all there is to it. It doesn't have to be this like big, like I have to reach enlightenment and sit there and I'm like, oh, it's just working on like controlling your mind, putting in the reps to get your mental muscle stronger. So when we're not controlling our subconscious mind and when it's going to like worry and, and overwhelm, that's quite literally like praying for shit that you don't want in your life because where your focus goes, energy flows. And as you continue to stress out about worry and overwhelm that's what you bring into your life because where your focus goes is where your energy flows same with like anxiety and excitement they're essentially the same feeling in our body it's like filtering through are you anxious or are you excited about something our thoughts too like fear fear is more of like a worst case scenario it's also like manifesting what you don't want in your life because you're hyper focused on it and then your inner dialogue comes into play. That's like the bitch in the brain too, your subconscious mind. Your language is huge because the things that you're thinking about is what you end up like saying and what actions you end up taking. Just like I was saying before, if you keep telling yourself you suck at something, you're going to continue to suck at it. So are you telling yourself like, I'm so overwhelmed with like fill in the blank. I'm so bad with like time management. I'm so bad with tracking my food. I'm so bad with knowing what workouts to do, like whatever it is that you're telling yourself you're bad with, you're going to continue to be bad with it until you change that internal dialogue. And then know that you won't be perfect because like guys, even as I was making, like thinking of what I wanted to say and coming up with this presentation, I was totally overthinking it. And like mindset is like, I like to think that it's my jam these days. Like I would way rather coach y'all on mindset than nutrition or exercise any day of the week because I feel that strongly about your mindset controls everything because if you can't get the horse on the rider you're also not going to do your meal prep <laughs> and if you can't get the horse on the rider you're also not gonna like stick to your exercise long term 
if you can't get the horse on the rider, you're never going to like learn to operate from a place of self-love instead of self-loathing. And I, as much as I like to think that like mindset is my jam, I sat here and I just had a blank brain and I was like looking at my computer. It was probably a few hours that I was like sitting here with a, a blank document open, thinking about what I want to talk about. And then because I was like getting myself worked up of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to say. And like, what if it's not important? And what if it doesn't land for them? And what if it doesn't impact them? And what if they don't find value in it? And like this whole story I was telling myself, instead of sitting in that uncomfortability, discomfort, I feel like uncomfortability is just a word now that I say. Anyways, I would like open up my phone and like look at my Instagram messages or look at my Facebook or look at like messages in the group or do my squats for the day or for the hour, whatever it was, like I was avoiding doing the thing. And because it was uncomfortable for me, I was looking for that dopamine hit in something else. Like what kind of stimulation can I get that's going to make me feel good? And like all that being said, I probably spent half the day overthinking and worked myself into overwhelm and uncertainty. And finally I was like, okay, just get on the horse, get on the horse. And I set a timer for 20 minutes and I just started like typing out my thoughts. And then before I knew it, there was like 58 seconds left and I was done typing out my thoughts typing out what I wanted, what was like on my heart to teach you guys. So, all right. So that was number two. Your thoughts are showing all of that. Get the horse on the rider. I mean, the rider on the horse. Let's get on the horse. Number three, this one really lands for me. And this is like a whole perspective shift. Nothing has any meaning other than the meaning that you give it. And that might make life seem like insignificant for you, or it can make it seem super powerful for you in like whatever meaning you are attaching to things is is yours and yours alone and like your meaning might be totally different than someone else's meaning and the beauty in that is like you can give things whatever meaning you want like example let's say someone someone cuts you off in traffic are you going to get pissed off and let it ruin your day or the perspective shift of like oh they must be in a rush you know like that little perspective shift You can either like sit there and be like, oh, you fucking asshole and like get all mad about it. Or you could just go on with your day and not let it ruin your day. Another perspective shift, and this used to be one that would really like bother me, would be like maybe your friend is is late. Like you have this, you and your friend are going to go for coffee and they're late. Or maybe they cancel on you. And then are you attaching the meaning that they don't care about you? Or like that you're not good enough for them? Or is it just like, maybe they're sick or something came up or, you know, like it doesn't, they're not doing it because they don't like you. So we can be like a prisoner to the meanings that we attach things, attach to things, or we can just like realize that the the keys for the prison cell are in our own pocket and they've been there all along. You just have to like open, open the gate and walk through. The keys are right there. You don't have to sit there as your own prisoner to your own story that you're telling yourself. So to sort of wrap it up, a few key things like to move forward with from this, a perspective of approaching things with like approaching life with curiosity and with grace for yourself. Because as you become more self-aware and like as you start to understand, like, you know, practice the pause and be like, why am I getting worked up about this? Or like, why am I overwhelmed? Or why am I feeling fearful? Why am I anxious? Why am I uncertain? Like stopping and becoming self-aware. As you do that, it can be painful. And it can almost seem like you're going backwards because things are like coming up. And like, I feel like Kylie probably is a prime example I feel like we've had some conversations about this too where it's like oh like aren't I done like I thought I was over (laughs) this like why (laughs) who am I Um, I've been trying to figure that out for three years and I have for the most part but it it is like it's a never it won't be like the journey is a long one there's always like another level of you available. There's always more to discover about yourself. And again, like that can seem super overwhelming or it can seem like a gift and like an adventure. And like, I, instead of like calling it like 
the work like when I say the work is never done it's like the play the play is never done the excitement the adventure the discovery of yourself so if you can approach things and when you like when you catch yourself maybe being like resentful instead of like grateful and you're Mm -hmm. like oh like why am I doing that and then if you can shift to just understanding like wow I just became aware of that and that is so cool like what a gift let me explore this with curiosity versus Mm -hmm. oh like why am I like that's so shitty of me to think that way and like how could I stay stuck there and like being resentful for yourself and being mean to yourself like you were doing the best you could with what you got what you had at that time and so if you can meet yourself with like grace and curiosity versus resentment like resentment is what's going to keep you stuck in that same mindset and in that same spot and in that same like existence but when you can meet yourself with curiosity and with with grace and like discovery like Mm -hmm. that's when you're going to make the shifts Mm -hmm. and it might seem heavy (laughs) and it might seem painful but like I promise if you keep going it's like that's when you actually make the long-term changes because you start to operate from a place of self-awareness and self-love versus like looking in the mirror and saying the most heinous shit to yourself because Mm -hmm. I was one that did that stuff too yeah I think that the narrative is huge like when you talk to yourself because like when I say that it's like the work is never done that feels really exhausting to me because it feels like work and you're just like oh my god like there's so much to do but when you like when you think about it in a different perspective and it's like yeah I get the opportunity to look at life in a different way and live my life in a different way and be grateful for the, you know, the opportunities that I've had and that I continue to learn about it. Like that is a different perspective. And then that doesn't seem so it's like, you know, whereas, oh my God, the work is never done. That Mm -hmm. to me seems exhausting because like the words sound exhausting, right? Mm -hmm. But when you look at it from a different perspective, it's not, it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, there's going to be a little bit more to do because I'm like upping myself and it's a new level. And it's just like a video game. It's like, okay, now it's just going to get a little bit harder. You know, there's going to be some more challenges, but you know, like let's get through this level so we can get to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that I related to is like when you start, who's played super Mario, I don't know, or like watched another kid watched a kid a grandkid perhaps play a video game and you start like for me we got a super nintendo when i was like pretty little and when you first start like you don't even know how to play you're trying to learn the buttons and you're like still like pulling up on the controller to make a jump (laughs) and doing weird shit and then as you get a little bit better you know you can pass some of the levels and it becomes pretty easy but then all of a sudden after like level 10 you hit the boss and you have to like beat the hard boss right then you get to go on to more levels and it's still like it doesn't get easier though you just get better at playing the game the Mm -hmm. same thing in life like we sit here and we wait for it to get easier Mm -hmm. but the truth is it doesn't get easier you just become a person who can handle harder things the one takeaway that I have for you guys and some of you are like not again journal journal and then journal some more That is like the way to self-awareness, the way to like understand yourself is like just writing thoughts out and you might sit there and stare at a blank page like I did all day today. But if you just start writing like pen to paper, set a timer, get on the horse, set a timer for 10 minutes and just write. And you might even write like, this is dumb. I don't know what to do. This feels weird. I need dog food. (laughs) Like that might be all that's coming out and that's okay. You don't have to reread it. Nobody's coming to like publish it in the newspaper or anything like that. Just write and get used to writing. And then as you progress in that, as you get better at the game, it gets easier and you write like deeper stuff and you're like, oh, like you start understanding yourself even more. So that's my one takeaway for you guys. And that's what I want you guys that are here. Deanne looks like she's like flipping through a journal. Uh, That's what I want you guys to commit to for the next, well, forever. But I mean, like being realistic, setting a micro goal the next week, 
next seven days, commit to journaling. And even if you need some prompts, some good ones to do, we've done this as like a challenge or an exercise in the Badass Babe Squad in the Elite group with clients, write for 30 days, what was good today? So take your journal, put it on your pillow. You guys like my little sprout bookmark? Isn't that cute? Take your journal, put it on your pillow. At the end of the day, you're going to take it off of the pillow because you want to go to bed, right? So you're going to take it and you're going to write in there what went good today? Like, what did I, what did I love today? What filled me up? What felt like so good, so juicy, yummy in my body. And I just loved it. Number two, what do I need less of? Like what was not fantastic today? What would I like to remove from my life? And then number three, what did I learn today? So just those three things. And Mm. it like, well, maybe take you 10 minutes to write it down, take the journal, put it on your nightstand. When you get up in the morning and you make your bed, you're going to put your journal back on the pillow. So then when you go to bed that night, it's there ready for you to write your stuff again. If you're a morning journaler, then just write like stream of conscious, whatever's coming up in your mind, write it out, set a timer for 10 minutes and just write and fill up as many pages as you can. Even if it's the same thing over and over, eventually it'll get better. It'll change. Can we all commit to that? Type yes in the chat. Type I commit in the chat if you're in and then other than that guys if you have any questions for myself or kylie or just like anyone in general i've got a few more minutes and a little bit of voice left for you guys if anyone has any questions you can feel free to unmute oh we got lots of ladies committing love it Ooh. love it brenda's Brenda already like- doing it slay Anyone have any big takeaways they want to share? Like did something I say, like bop you on the head or really land for you? Holly throws up fire. Fire. Don't be shy, fam. My big takeaway was probably when you said that you get to attach the meaning to whatever is happening. That's your mindset as to what... And how you want to feel about a situation or a day or whatever. So for me, that was that was really big. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing. It's so true. You get to. Like the keys are in your pocket. You can live in your own prison with the keys in your pocket. Or you can just take them and unlock the door and just walk on out. Like attach a new meaning. Just one little perspective shift on things. And like I personally would rather not live in victim mode because victim mode feels gross and like like I have no choice like in it whereas if I just realize that I have all the power like I am the problem and I am the solution in that then it's so like empowering that all you're just one perspective shift away from like a totally different mindset a totally different attitude Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing anyone else Krista, you're you're at work. Sarah, Joanne, Christy, Carrie, Rima, anyone? Polly, you came in late, but I see you. Brenda, Deanne, you guys hear any bangers that have that you haven't heard out of my mouth before? Sometimes those bangers, like you need to hear them over and over and over again before they actually like hit hard and sink in. Like I know I've heard the same things, and sometimes I've heard them like five times, and it's like the fifth time, it's like oh. You know, like it hit different that time. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes it takes r- putting in the reps for the same stuff over and over again before it actually like, you know, it kind of sinks in and actually mm-hmm. lands. Mm-hmm. Before you're like, stop, before you stop fighting like reality is mm-hmm. what I like to say. Sometimes we'll be like, nah, like you're wrong. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after the fifth time, it's like, oh yeah, maybe she's right. <laughs> the mirror look in yeah. the mirror that's so true though one of the things someone messaged me this morning and was like i have a podcast episode that i would like to request from you and it's about how um what does she say like things that trigger people are like something within them mm. i was like mm, i like that thank you mm. i'm gonna do that look in the mirror mhm the reason wrote, I really like the putting the rider on the horse. Every situation is truly what you make of it. And I find myself forgetting that a lot. Mm, yeah. 100%. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Deanne, did you want to say something? So you unmute there. 
I forgot what I was going to say. I was listening to Kylie Reed. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry, Kylie. My mind goes in first. I feel you. I, I mean, I guess I just, I just want to say to, you know, some of them that maybe haven't been here. And I mean, you've both heard this, the amazing, amazing changes that you have made to my life. And like I said, I've heard this before, but I've had two weeks where I've absolutely done nothing because I was sick. And so this morning I got up, like I said, this challenge came at such a good time because I need to get back at it and I feel good. And I got all yellow bars today. And, you know, so hearing it again, even though I've heard it all makes you that excited all over again. You know, like it makes you go, okay, there's a reason I'm here. This, So, so yeah, like you said, as, as many times as you hear it, I mean, it dwindles off or something happens in your life. And I mean, I'm sure you guys find that too. Like you said, mm-hmm. you still the odd time bingy because that's the way we're maybe wired at times. But so, yeah, it all sits with me, but it's always such a good thing to re-listen. And I think you guys or ladies maybe will notice that is I've been here over a year and this is really the first zoom I've sat in on. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? Like I've watched <laughs> them all, but lots of them during the day and that I can't, I can't get to. And it really does make it seem different to sit in on them than do the replays. I mean, the replays are great, but it's a little bit different when you actually sit in on them. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. having you here too. And like, the the perspective that you bring as someone who's like been actively working you know on yourself for well years but like with in the badass babe squad specifically for the last year or so and like the huge and, shifts that and again made too. I, and I think again I'm not harping on my age but I mean I never believed anyone say as you get older oh when you hit 45 this happens and so when you're 35 you're going yeah right but it does. And like you said, you lose that muscle, you lose metabolism, you lose. And so all of a sudden you're 50 and you're going, okay, I can't do things like I could when I was 30 or weight sits differently than when I was 30. And and it's a whole different work to work on your body when you're over 50. So those of you that are here and starting out at 30, I just want to say, keep it up because <laughs> you, you often hit, you hit 50 really fast. And it, it honestly, I don't know how you feel, Brenda, but I mean, for me, it was just such a, a different, different thing hitting 50, your whole body is a whole different thing. So that's when I realized I needed the strength and the toning and, you know, that resistance training is so huge as you age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that's so huge too. And I like what you said there, like those of you that are like 30 or whatever and starting, (laughs) like keep on it. But I think the average age in like amongst the clients in the badass babe squad, I think is probably around 50. And that's why, because we all of a sudden realized we're going, oh my gosh, what what happened to us? But no, like I said, it's been life-changing for me. So Mm, I love it. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate you. And then you hit, I've left the fifties behind. So yeah, I can relate. I just wanted to say with the mindset thing, that's been like the huge part for me. Like I have lost weight and I have gained strength, but the mindset was the huge shift and I'm glad you're talking about it. And I know it just sounds like words right now, but I've been here. This is one year actually today that Mm. I'm enjoying. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Mm. Thanks. And those words have so much meaning now. Like I understand them. I could tell you all about them and how it's pertained to my life. But in the beginning, it was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I hear you, but now it makes sense. And I just, like, I've been doing the reflecting of reading my journals too. And I started that 30 day challenge of what, what do you see with enthusiasm? What drains you? And what did you learn? And I was reading back. That's and the stuff, the stuff that drained me was like this big. And the stuff that gave me joy was this big in the beginning. Today I went to write and I couldn't think of anything that drained me. It was all just joy. Like that's how you shift that mindset. And, and it really does actually happen. And yeah. along with comes all the good stuff, all the, your health. Your I think mind, it's, a, it's a two-pronged thing with that. Yeah. Like one being you start to realize what is draining you and like take less of it into your life. 
But yeah. number two, like the perspective shift around it too. Like, how could I incorporate this that it doesn't drain me and like yeah. turn it into something that I enjoy? Guys, it's eight o'clock. If you're doing the squat challenge, we have to do some squats. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm gonna just do my squats right over get here. Up and do them. Oh. Everybody up, you guys. Oh, here we go. Two, three. Maybe I should do them on the camera so you guys can see me. I'm, I'm actually doing none too. Up, ladies. Oh. Where's the rest of you? Get in here. We're doing them. You're doing them. I forget what I'm at. I think 10. Well, I can't count. So yeah, Kylie did seven when she said she did 10. 13, 14, my hamstrings, 15, 16, 17. Holly's squatting in the sky. 18. 19, <laughs> On a bridge. 20. That's fancy, Holly. You're doing squats on a bridge in the sky and now she's like laying in the air Ooh. all right yes that's so cool I love that you guys brought awareness to that too like how the list of what drained you at first was so long also I'm like out of breath <laughs> I can't breathe I'm all stuffed up also what was I gonna say brain fart oh how like at first <laughs> it was all just words and then like that's why Holly was one too when she started. She's like, I don't know that I want to commit to six months. I was like, I need you to commit to six months because long term, I've seen it takes like at least six months to be able to like really solidify things and make changes. The two that are here, why well, didn't pay to be here? By the way, they came on their own free will. <laughs> just sharing. <laughs> I've been here over a year. Brenda, a year today, and Deanne's just been a little bit over a year. Mm-hmm. Brenda's lost fifty pounds, by the way. Just putting that mm-hmm. out there at how old are you i'm 60 and i lost 56 pounds not 50 yeah, 56 pounds so ooh, sorry yeah, <laughs> weight watchers would be mad at you for not mentioning those six that, I have that, a is a, that just goes to show like when you and i have a new mindset that's called fuck the scale so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it i'm here for that yeah when they it will go down but i'm okay with it not you know at the same time Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, I think it's the understanding of like body composition too. Like yep. you saw personally, your body got smaller and the scale went up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I ate too many fruits and vegetables for 20 years. That's not too many fruits and vegetables, too many calories overall, I would say. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily the fruits and the vegetables because that I feel like that gives them a bad rap. But the mindset yeah. around it being like all you can eat fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Well, just Unlimited not eat correctly. Foods. Like Again, to go back on my app from when I started, my protein would never hit yellow. And now, I mean, well, not just now, but say six months in, it was, okay, I don't have enough carbs. You know, like it made the change that I needed to make. My protein, I just didn't even know how to eat protein right. And then all I ate was carbs kind of thing. And, you know, now it's, Mm-hmm. My, my protein is easy. Sometimes I'm at the end of the day going, oh, I got carbs I got to eat or fats I have to eat. And, and I just had to learn the correct way of doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, the mindset of wrapping my head around it. Mm-hmm. Protein. Well, and I'm sure Kylie will teach you guys about this tomorrow night too, but like protein is the most under eaten, like mm-hmm. macronutrient by most of humans in general, but women, especially. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to keep our muscle mass as we age and to keep our strength so that like you do have energy to play with your grandkids or like go once you, when you retire, like to be able to go and travel, like you would have no idea how many women have like expressed to me that they don't want to travel because they're like afraid of an airplane seat, like either fitting into it or like being squished in there or having to ask for a seatbelt extender. Like I've had a client that had purchased her own seatbelt extender for airplanes because she had to travel for work and was too ashamed to ask for a seatbelt extender and Mm -hmm. couldn't like needed it. So she bought her own so that she didn't have to ask for one. So there's like so many things more than just like weight loss, like your health and your fitness and like your vitality and like quality of life too crazy and again the other thing that I of course became big on is as Christine and Kylie will know is take the pictures Mm. 
Mm. You know, and it's something that I never thought I would ever share. Cause like when I did share the very first one, my husband took, cause he's been good. He has taken my pictures every Sunday morning for over a year. He That's complains funny. every Sunday morning, but he does it. But I like, I looked like I was stoned on something. Cause I might, I was just looked awful. I thought I will never put this picture on social media, but then all of a sudden, six months later, my body looked so good and so much different. I could have cared less what my face looked like, you know, <laughs> like it was, and again, the scale hadn't changed. Mm. So without those pictures, I would have lasted a month or two at this and said, well, this isn't working. I'm mm. done. You know, because your success um, was based off of the scale. Right. Or, or just anything, you know, like it, without those, cause even my measurements didn't really change a lot, but well, you've all seen them or have who've ever seen them. My body changed incredibly. So without the pictures, I would have been done. Mm-hmm. And now I even let people see them. <laughs> I love that. And it's, it's people like you too, that are willing to like put that out there and show that it's possible that gives other people hope too and like inspiration that like if she can do it I can do it Mm -hmm. yeah thank you vulnerability is strength I think that as women we often think that vulnerability is like the opposite of strength like you're open for attack or like weak you know when really it's it's strength pictures are huge for seeing changes 100 percent 100 percent agree and you know what if you don't have an amazing husband that will take your pictures every Sunday morning, <laughs> all you need to do is turn let's on the relax front camera. On the amazing. Oh. Let's just say he takes my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk. About anyway. <laughs> I like the guy. I'm going to talk about <laughs> turn on the front camera on your phone and mm-hmm. put it on video. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a little ring light off Amazon or a little tripod or just like stand your phone up somewhere and then back up where you can see yourself and then take screenshots from the, from the pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I got for you guys. It's been an hour and 10 minutes and I appreciate all of your time. And I hope that something landed for you and you're leaving this inspired and and ready to slay ready for day two tomorrow. We're talking nutrition tomorrow. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we all want to be here (laughs) because that's like the biggest, that's one of the biggest things. It's like, Mm. what we want to lose weight we gotta I feel like mindset is the biggest thing because without a good mindset like you're not gonna eat the proper then you don't make good choices it all ties in together yes you're gonna be in the pantry eating oreos at at midnight not that Mm. I've ever done that because Mm. I was in a poor mindset but (laughs) you know what I mean but yeah nutrition like it's so many people prioritize exercise when you can't out exercise a a poor diet Mm -hmm. so Callie's going to be talking about that tomorrow night. So, yeah. Okay. I got to go do the in-app workout now. Bye. Get her done, chicken bum. Okay. I love you all. Have an amazing night. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Evolved. If you got value today, you can show me some love by screenshotting this episode and tag me on Instagram at xteencardinus and let me know your biggest takeaway. If you want to work with me to hit your goals, shoot me a message while you're sharing and let's get the convo started. Until next time, much love.